Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This podcast is brought to you by the Nutwani Coalition's Farm Talk podcast. The Nutwani Coalition has been serving the Hopi and Tewa community since 2004. They work to reaffirm and preserve traditional farming practices to create a healthy lifestyle in developing sustainable strategies that promote wellness. Go to nutwanicoalition.org. That's N-A-T-W-A-N-I-C-O-A-L-I-T-I-O-N dot O-R-G to learn more. Oanvio Law PLLC is a national firm focused on the practice of Indian law and is headquartered in Tempe, Arizona. Oanvio Law brings together 25 years of combined experience in transactional business and economic development law with seasoned litigation and tribal advocacy experience to provide their tribal clients with the expertise and breadth of a full-service law firm. They can be found at vtklaw.com. And thinking that everybody thinks that you're actually the ninja (laughs) in the field when everybody knows that it's not real. All right, let's go on. Before I, before it starts, before getting, you lose all your funny, before I lose all my funny, and because it, it's getting hot in here. Oh, yeah, it is pretty hot. Okay, all right. Oh, hey, other thing I wanted to point out to you too. I think people are ready to start listening to us for an hour. For an hour? Yeah. Oh I mean, my God. I mean, I mean, it doesn't like like fifty minutes. Fifty minutes plus the ads, it'll be like fifty-five. Yeah, it already does go up to about fifty minutes let, with the let, ads. Let, let's and stuff make like the fifty that. the minimum. Okay. Of talk time. 50 minutes. Then that's like an hour with, with yeah. the ads and stuff like, I say, like that. I think people are ready to listen to oh, us Oh, man. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's, let's do a whole hour, I guess. Let's do it. I let's still do it. I still don't want to listen to you for a whole hour. <laughs> it's because I talk. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I don't want to listen to myself for a whole <laughs> hour. Of the time. Only talk a <laughs> All right. You ready? Yeah, let's go. All right. Starting to sweat. Go ahead. You are now listening to the Carl and J Man Save the World podcast. I am your host, the five star, five diamond chef, J Man. And with me is um, my colleague, Captain Sweatpants, Carl. Yo, what's going on? Good morning, Hopi Land, and happy Wednesday to you. And we are back in the studio here. We are back in the studio and I had it thought out. It had so much, I had a so much better introduction for you. I was going to say the guy formerly known as Carlton, <laughs> AKA Captain Sweatpants. You know, I, I was going to rap for you guys. So Larry's you know. little brother, <laughs> Carl. So I was going to rap for you, but it has been a great break from, you know, from the studio. We missed you guys. Congratulations for, uh, <laughs> congratulations, <laughs> congratulations for, listening for you listening to us. You know, uh, I like to thank you all and 
you're also deserving of this award. You know, uh, you know, the Yaf boys out there have been taking good care of you guys. If you listen to the Yaf boys, but uh, Yaf boys, you can sit on the bench now. Let the real players come in now. The Musitas up in Phoenix. <laughs> we're having a good time while we were gone, and now that we're back, but I'd like to definitely like to thank them for holding it down. Oh yeah, because uh, a lot of what we're going to talk about today does kind of hover around the realm of a lot of what their conversations. Usually, uh, I, I guess, kind of take place with, with their podcast, but definitely uh, happy to be back. It feels like it's been a long time since it, we've been it gone. It has been a long time. And this break that we took in between season five into season six was a lot longer than our usual yeah. time that we it, break for. But definitely, you know, full disclosure to the listeners, I think we needed it. Uh, yeah, exactly. I know that I needed it. You always take breaks. I don't know why you <laughs> needed that you're always on vacation somewhere, so. A, a lot of those are business trips. <laughs> Not getting us money. Oh, I got us all the money, Carl. <laughs> I'd like, I I, like for you I, to identify a single check that has come through that was thanks to you. You know. Exactly. You know, I all of this stuff, all of this stuff here was was through my contribution. So you should thank me. For sponsoring you. Well, you know, I think there's a lot of podcasters out there that do podcasts on laptops. <laughs> on their phones even. So um, not necessarily a reasoning as to why we possibly couldn't exist. I but, made, you know, you, you gave it a nice try. I made, I made you famous. You, you, you gave it a nice I try. I made you famous. <laughs> all right so well thank you guys for uh you know continuing to listen to us you know that we have i'm pretty sure that j-man here has a lot of shout outs that he wants to give out so you know go ahead and uh do your little shout out game here i'd like to give some shout outs to some very special people that help fund the podcast and without you our existence here wouldn't be possible as much as carl likes to brag about that how he Brought his toys to the party, which he did, which he did. But then J-Man brought all the 30 packs. Well, actually, you all did. And so I'd like to give a big shout, a big thank you to Alexis Kahi, Michaela Williams, Terry Hanani, Deidre Leslie, Venetia Hanani, Rachel Reinhardt, Noel Koyahoma, Aaron McEmris, Navamsa Designs, Joyce Hamilton, Jairus Mark Billigodi, Donovan Goldtooth, Dion Sania, our boy Millard Goenyama, Gary Lomayasva, and Michelle Holden. Thank you. Big shout out. Big kwakwa to our 30 pack sponsors. Yeah, exactly. Thank you guys. Without you guys, you know, none of this would exist here. And without you contributing here, you know, we uh, might as well be uh, listening to uh, uh, J Man speak for a whole hour. Which I think a lot of people would appreciate, and which is a reason why I think that a lot of the 30-pack sponsors are here. And not to mention just our 30-pack sponsors, but our actual sponsors of the podcast, our big contributors. So another huge shout-out to Terraform Development. Big shout-out to Cohen Veoma Law, PLLC. Big shout-out to our boy, Vern Cohen Veoma. And then also a big shout-out to Nurturing Indigenous Intelligence, who are generously sponsored by an anonymous sponsor. And uh, another big shout out or, or first shout out, followed by another big shout out to Farm Talk, hosted by uh, the Not Winnie Coalition. Yeah. By, who uh, is a nonprofit organization under the Hopi Foundation umbrella. So, and so I, I guess pretty soon we won't be the only podcasters. 
emanating from the Hopi Reservation, but definitely big shout out to Farm Talk. They're about to get set up. And then once they get set up, we'll definitely be encouraging you all to give them a listen. Yeah, to well. go. Yeah. Go and listen to Farm Talk. They're very great people out there. But, you know, uh, you know, well, we're going to go ahead and I'll give my shout out. Okay. I have, I, I, have shout I, out. I, I can't imagine. Well, actually, before you give that shout out, I'd also like to give a shout out to our at home sponsor. Give a shout out to Peace Academy Center. For oh, yeah. Peace Academy Center. Peace Academy Studios. And so big shout out to KNEF and uh, the organization here for housing us, taking care of us and making sure that we're not homeless. Oh, exactly. You know, when I, over the break, when we were doing uh when we're just doing all our willy nillies and stuff like that. And uh, it was during that rainstorm. What did you do during the break? <laughs> you know, carved talk, it. Talk, talk about breaks. What did you do during the break? You like you to know, talk a whole lot about what J-Man does on his free time. But <laughs> what do I do? What, over what the did Captain Sweatpants do on his free time? <laughs> you know, eat pizza, wear sweatpants <laughs> around, carve a doll, sell it on Etsy. You know, regular stuff. Normal, normal whole piece stuff. But over the over the course of the break, we had this huge rainstorm that hit the Hopi Nation. And we did talk about that on our last podcast. On our last bonus episode. Yeah, our last bonus episode. And um, there was some people that were helping out with this, uh, with people's houses that did get flooded. Oh, really? And I went over to one of the houses that did get flooded, and it was my neighbor's house. And in the in uh in in the in my neighbor's house, there was these people, there's these two Dasevos there that were helping. And I said, uh, I, I was just wondering if they needed anything that, that I can provide from my, my own, um, uh, help. And one of the boys that were there, he really, he recognized me. He's like, you know, are you Carl from Carl and J man save the world podcast? And I'm like, yeah. And he was so excited about that. And he's like, you know, Oh my God, it's, uh, you know, it was such, it was such a blessing for him to uh, meet me in person. He's like, Oh man, I love you guys. You guys are so funny. And, and I was like, okay, well, thank you. You know, uh, thank you for that. So do you still need that screwdriver? You know, it's like, uh, and stuff like that. And he's like, you know, I want, I, I, you know, I, can I take a picture with you? And he's like, yeah, you can take a picture with me. And so, you know, shout out to Taylor and Lane Benali from, uh, I think it was from, uh, Kayenta. I think that's what they were from. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, those are the two guys that really, uh, uh, that really encouraged me to keep going and whatnot. And they did help out with the the flood victims. And awesome. uh, yeah, so shout awesome. out to them. So big shout out to Taylor and Lane Benali. And shout out to you, Carl, because for the duration of time that it took me to shout out over 15 30-pack <laughs> sponsors and our four lovable sponsors, you took the same time to introduce two. <laughs> <laughs> Mine has a little bit more pizzazz. <laughs> You're just reading from a script. So I'm sure that when the listeners out there are, you know, having these restless nights and wanting to fall yeah. asleep, they isolate the isolate the part of the podcast where you talk <laughs> and they turn that on and then that able is able to help them fall asleep. And it's so big shout out to Carl. Thank you for that. <laughs> Thank you for giving aid to our listeners uh, who do have issues. So after about sleeping, so after about 10 minutes worth of shout outs, and <laughs> <laughs> after about five minutes worth of shout outs and five minutes of Carl and his 
sled story. <laughs> we so, are here. We actually have a topic today. Yeah, yeah, we have a topic today. We actually have a topic today, and that topic is going to be reservation dogs. Yeah, reservation and, and no, dogs. No, no, it's not what you're thinking out there. It is not the new uh, FX uh, Hulu hit, reservation dogs, about the teens in Oklahoma. We're actually going to be talking about native men. But speaking of <laughs> reservation dogs, Hulu... Uh, FX. Have you seen the show? No, that's too stereotypical to, for Native <laughs> Americans, man. I think that it's a very popular show amongst Native folks because then you have a lot of Native folks yeah. sharing that they have watching it, that they have been watching it or are watching it through social media. And I, I think I've actually watched the show myself. I've I'm caught up. I've watched all four episodes that are out right now, but it comes out every Mondays, I believe. Oh, really? And I, I it's about these teens, these yeah, four teens. Yeah who are trying to escape Oklahoma, which is Indian territory, and they're trying to make their way to California because uh, I, I guess in, in their perception that where they're living on the reservation, that it's death for them. And so that if they stay there, then they're going to succumb to all of the other traps and uh, I, I guess death traps that a lot of us do, the alcoholism, drug abuse, um, I, I guess just living in a, a life in a dead yeah. end job. And so, you know, basically they didn't want to grow up to be like the rest of us. And so they're trying to escape Oklahoma. But I think that a lot of folks enjoy it is that it because it, it brings a contemporary twist to uh, res living. Yeah. And so basically, you know, if you go all the way back to our growing up res episodes that basically, you know, it's if somebody had heard that episode and then created into a show. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, like I saw the trailer for it and I thought it was pretty cool. They hyped it up a lot, you know, mm -hmm. where uh, it's going to be the first Native American uh, owned show pretty much. TV show. Yeah, the and TV I, show. I, I think that they hyped the fact that it's an all Native cast the writers are native and then like a lot of the producers people that are involved behind the scenes are indigenous as well and it's funny because then they use like a lot of the the native slang that we've talked about like skoden and studis and there's a couple of others that they do and it made me laugh because there's this one part where one of the characters says uh they visit an uncle that's living in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And yeah. he tells them that I'm living off the land. But then one of the characters looks in the uncle's house and he she sees a lot of uh, bags and cups from Sonic. <laughs> and so she says, yeah, you're living off the land and Sonics. But she said it with the S at the end. And so I know all oh, the, the Sonics. Yeah. So I know all the, the subways got all Mawatiota about that. <laughs> And it made me laugh because I know one of the writers, his name is uh, Bobby Wilson. He, uh -huh. He's part of that 1492s or 1491s or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That comedy group was from back in the day. But yeah. I know that Bobby and he's married to Atasapwiti. Oh, really? Who uh, got her medical degree from the University of Arizona. And so I know that through my time when I worked at the University of Arizona. So I know that when she said Sonics with the S on it, that I knew that one of the writers was trying to insert a little bit of Navajo in there. And so that was kind of the funny thing. And so it was probably Bobby. Bobby. Bobby's just trying to suck up to his wife. And so, but shout out to Bobby. Shout out to everybody out there working on reservation dogs. And so if you haven't seen it, I do encourage you all to go see it. Because if you like shows or if you like movies, like um, some of the movies that we've talked about, Smoke Signals. And I think the other one was called Skins. That it's very similar to those, except that it's younger and you know a little bit more comedy to it. You, you know, uh, I was watching um, Smoke Signals with Kwa the other day, and I haven't seen the movie in almost like what three, four years. 
Oh, really? And um, I forgot all about the scenes and different things like that. And then when you go back and watch it, it it's it's so dark. Yeah, that movie is so dark. It's so <laughs> the the it's like it's almost like a horror movie. It, the music in there it's so dark, and you're like, I don't remember when this is playing. On the, you know, when they were sing, when they were getting on the bus. Uh-huh. Uh huh. The first time there's this music that plays behind it, and it's so dark and melodic and it's like wow you know it's like a change in in tone and when they're actually singing the um john wayne's uh-huh, tea thing uh-huh. it didn't sound like how you you would hear it in your head like uh-huh. you know john wayne's teeth hey you know uh-huh. it, it just sounded weird and i'm like this is weird movie it's like how it's like i don't remember any of this thing here so it was it was just a weird weird turn of events (laughs) and you know that was one of the things that i did notice about reservation dogs is that they did a pretty good portrayal in a lot of things that a lot of people like us could relate to like if you grew up on the reservation yeah they did an episode where the kids are waiting at ihs like all day long yeah just to get seen and it's like who hasn't experienced that even if you're living in phoenix that you've been to the phoenix ihs and that situation is still the same but they didn't really delve into things like we've talked about like the alcoholism yeah they did a little bit about the res gangs but i always think that you know it's it's tough for natives to talk about alcoholism or our experiences with alcohol without making it really depressing. Yeah. But then, you know, if you're somebody that's partied on the res before, like you have good times. <laughs> like it's not all just doom and gloom. You know what I mean? Like there, there were fun times. You know, there's when you went out with your buddies there's, and got drunk. You know, there's always that one house that has the party house uh-huh. there. And, you know, you're always bringing the extra 30 pack to keep the party going. Exactly. So. And then some lucky bastard out there, you know, because uh, gets lucky. And, and gets with somebody that they probably normally wouldn't have gone with had that person been sober. Yeah. So I guess that's kind of a good segue. Turns out it's your cousin. <laughs> no clans after, 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 after six cans, no clans. Yeah, what was it? After 10, no, whatever. I don't, I don't know what that saying is. After three shots, no, no. <laughs> But, you know, I guess I guess you could say that, yeah, the reservation dogs, just to clarify, is like it's it's more like um, like that stereotypical part of being Native American, but in a stereotypical way of how we see Native American. How we see ourselves. Yeah. Like how Uh, how we we see ourselves. It's us stereotyping ourselves. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, like the white people kind of see it that way as well, too. But, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and so, but today's topic is reservation dogs. And like I said, not about the TV show, but rather about native men. Yeah. And the the original thought behind me wanting to do an episode about native men kind of actually stemmed from an experience that I had during our break. And really, when I wanted to talk about native men, I wanted to talk about us from the side of how we interact with women from a romantic standpoint. Yeah. But really more from the, I I guess, kind of more of the dirty side, the diabolical side, the despicable side, whatever you want to call it, but basically, you know, being man horse (laughs) and how, you know, men out here on the reservation. I know that is, this isn't just an occurrence with reservation men, but men, you know, probably from all walks of life in all different types of communities and men, you know, basically going through this process of having multiple multiple sexual relationships simultaneously, you know, with with different women. You know, um, 
uh, I heard different stories about how, like back in the past, a lot of men would get with other women, you know, uh-huh. and and because they and you know, there's this one uh, person that said that when I heard about my grandma and my grandpa being like quote unquote swingers <laughs> back in the day, it kind of put her in this perspective view of like, you know, damn, this is really real, you know, on their Hopi <laughs> reservation. I was like. It's, it's, you know, so why are you doing that? You know, <laughs> and, you know, I, and I guess, you know, that's kind of a good thing to kind of um, identify because, you know, I, I really didn't want this to be kind of like a, a, a man bashing type of episode yeah, yeah. or, you know, a, a, a man hating episode because you do hear that dialogue out there a lot on yeah. social media yeah. from different folks. You know, you hear the term men ain't shit. Yeah. Or you yeah. hear the terms that all men are dogs. Yeah. And sitting next to you, I know that that phrase is 100% not true <laughs> but you know I and, and that is the one thing uh, that uh, you do we're, we're going to primarily speak on men but you do know of women that are considered quote unquote hoes which is a term that we used to use back in my day I don't know what the term is now or women that would have promiscuous it's, uh, behaviors it's now called whores <laughs> and so and so you know it's not really just a man thing men only do this it's not just a women thing that women only do this but really it's a people thing it's a people thing but definitely I wanted to talk about it on the perspective from two men talking yeah. about yeah. men and our dealings in, in promiscuity and womanizing uh, man whoring I think is another term that's out there but you know really I got the inspiration to talk about this uh, a friend of mine was having problems a friend of mine was having problems she had been seeing an individual yeah on, on the down low and you know I think that anytime there's any type of down low relationship yeah. it's always going to end bad <laughs> because you know somebody is ashamed to tell the world that you're seeing this person and so but you know she she told me about you know an issue that she had with an individual who she had been seeing yeah and so obviously you know feelings developed and you know there wasn't a clear communication of what that relationship was and you know come for her to find out unfortunately that this individual that she was seeing was seeing a lot of other women okay and and so you know that destroyed her and so okay wait 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 she was seeing another woman man oh another man okay i got lost in that she was seeing was seeing a lot of other women oh okay that she didn't know about. Okay. And then, you know, me being a friend, you know, I care about this person. And so, you know, it made me feel bad. You know, I felt bad for her. Yeah. I felt yeah. a little angry for, you know, a guy to treat her this way. But then it made me think and it made me reflect about myself. Because then I think that one pitfall that people fall into is that when you hear about a different individual doing something wrong. That it's really easy to say, oh, I can't believe they did that. Yeah. What an asshole. Oh, yeah. Or what a bitch or, you know, what, what, you know, whatever term it was. And but then, you know, you think about, well, have I ever done something like that? Have I ever made mistakes? And, you know, it's like uh, the, the Bible, you know, Jesus Christ said, he who cast the first stones throw rocks or something like yeah, that. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, an eye for an eye or whatever it's called. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm, yeah. 
Nurturing Indigenous Intelligence is a grassroots team comprised of artists, business owners, tribal ambassadors, and most importantly, concerned community members. They are focused on the need of school essentials for many of our Indigenous scholars. They can be found on Facebook and you can email them at n-u-r-t-u-r-i-n-g-i-s-q-u-a-r-e-d at gmail.com. And, and so, you know, that really made me think about myself and what I've experienced, some of the things that I've done and what I've seen yeah. other men do and, you know, other men, what their stories are for those that, you know, that I've heard a little bit about. And so really that was kind of where I was going with wanting to have this Reservation Dogs episode and to do a full episode on that. But then while we were doing our break, on our Instagram, I shouted out the question, recommendations for topic episodes. Yeah. And then this one topic constantly kept coming up, men's health, men's health, men's health. Because I don't think that that conversation around men's health is real prominent because for for the most part, we don't go to the hospital. No, no. We choose not to go to the yeah. hospital. I'd rather die from what I have than go to the hospital <laughs> later on. So, and, and so, you know, that kind of made me think as to, to uh, the topic of today and what we could talk about. Because then, you know, we're multifaceted beings. Yeah. Native men, especially reservation men and our upbringings, how we were raised, the types of things that we were taught to believe in. The emotions that we feel from certain things, a lot of the different things that we're involved with that either make us feel sad, make us feel mad, make us feel either good about ourselves or make us feel like complete shit. And the type of weight that is thrown on top of us as to what our expectations are from our clans, from our villages, from our communities, oh yeah, yeah. from our family members, friends, how we see each other. And so that was kind of uh, the the genesis for the topic of this episode but definitely I did want to get into this topic of womanizing because you see it often oh yeah you yeah. hear about it and we've talked about it to a degree in various episodes I think really primarily in our relationship episodes where we've talked about how being little kids in the village running around and being educated in a certain way of how we're supposed to determine our manliness yeah determine how much of a man you are and definitely one of those is the amount of women that you can get with <laughs> or the type of women that you can get with you know um when i was telling that story about uh you know one of the one of the listeners that had this this revolution of, or rev revelation of having her grandma as uh you know her grandma and grandpa as being swingers she she came to the conclusion that hopi is not a monogamous um, tradition, you know, we're not, we're not just one man, one woman. It's, it's weird in a way, because when you look at it, it's it, in the past history, you see that you see that you don't have one man, one woman, multiple kids, but you don't see like the underlying or the underbelly of, of Hopi tradition is that no, you know, like way back then men would cheat on their wives all the time, you know, with the younger sister, as a matter of fact. Or with, you know, with another clan lady in another village. And it's always been like that. And it's, it's that, it's that idea of how Hopi is in a way and how we treat women on the Hopi reservation that comes to the conclusion that we, that men 
are womanizers that men have this no notation hoping. yeah hoping men have this notation that you know the more women that they get the more solidarity their ego can rise to especially in the men's society the men's cult definitely and i think by those standards i i, I think that you're very low on the totem pole carl <laughs> and so I'm not but I'm high. Brag. I'm uh, high up on the women's. Uh, totem I'm not going to brag about how, how high up or how low I am. So. <laughs> but you know, it's what you're saying is is very true because I I did have a conversation with one of my colleagues one time, okay. and and she was telling me she said that you know, you think about the elders, the, yeah, the the older people, the the wuuyangtham, and you have so much respect for them mm-hmm. because they have knowledge about our our ceremonial practices. They can speak our language. They have recollections of the histories of our villages, of our communities. But then you don't realize that they were once young too. Oh yeah. And that they were musi, just like the rest of us. <laughs> Hopi word of the day, musi means horny. So, And so they were like that, just like the rest of us. Yeah. And so she was telling me that, you know, I didn't realize how much adultery went on within our communities until you start going to baby namings or some sort of naya or, you know, some sort of, you know, big thing where there's lots of people. Yeah. They're talking to each other. And, you know, of course, women get to gossiping and they start talking about past relationships. And she would tell me that I didn't learn that this older man in my community had multiple wives or, or multiple lovers. And I didn't figure this out until I went to one, a, a not yet. Yeah. And yeah. I learned that he had relationships with this woman and had a kid and didn't know that, Oh, that person's belongs to this man. That's their father or had a relationship with another woman and so forth and so forth. And so, you know, she was telling me that you really learn about people and oh, yeah. these things at, at these different things about what their uh, relationship history has been. And so, you know, you're, you're very uh, correct in saying that this is something that isn't new. This isn't something that was, can be totally blamed on social media or totally blamed on the internet, totally blamed on technology. Some of the things that we like to blame, even though really a lot of the times the fault is looking at us in the mirror, but that, that really is a reality. And, you know, one of the things that I wanted to talk about in womanizing in the way that we were brought up is that, you know, and we've talked about this before, is that there are a lot of sexual talk that goes on <laughs> yes. on our, our yeah. reservation. And so, you know, men will brag to each other oh, yeah. about their conquests and women only talk about sex when, when they're, they're talking to each other. It's weird how in a way that when you you, you know, see a, an individual woman by themselves, they're kind, they're professional, they're speak real, yeah, speak real pleasant. And then when they get with their Good sisters words. and yeah, people closest to them, yeah, women closest like to them. They're, their sisters, their cousins, and they babble on and, it's, and see this. Oh my God, the stuff that they say out of their mouths. We cannot say this on this the podcast. <laughs> Did you see Carl's little gussie? <laughs> <laughs> and every time they say something nasty, it's this cackle it's of a roar. It's a roar. Like, it's <laughs> a roar. <laughs> and that's all you hear like in the next room. And it's like every two minutes, you'll hear like a dead silence. Like, <laughs> 
<laughs> and it's like that all day, especially when you're at like a, a function, like a baby naming or like a Naya or, or any type of ceremonies that, that's going on. You'll, you'll hear that, especially in the kitchen, the women in the kitchen. Oh my God. You stay out of there. You, you just might as well just stay out of there till it's time to eat. So this is a thought for you, for all the delicious tacos that we eat, the good biki that we consume. Yeah. To think that all that was made when they were talking about Gwesi. <laughs> true. Actually, that is true. Yeah. I think we're going to have to revisit that LGBTQ episode. <laughs> but, you know, there, there are, I guess the point is that there are a lot of influences in place yeah. on our reservations yeah. to cause us to be promiscuous whether that's women or men. And then, you know, we've talked a little bit too about the relationship between a young boy and his guests and what that relationship is between uh, a, a, an individual and their paternal aunties. Yeah. That it, it's a very sexual type of relationship without the sex, I guess. Yeah. Because then, you know, there's a lot of teasing. There's a lot of teasing. And then, you know, like sometimes, uh, the women will be at the garden, you know, like maybe somebody planted zucchini or squash or something. And then, you know, they'll pull something out and it's really big. Yeah. And they'll, they'll say, oh, it looks like my nephew's yeah. referring to his, his question. His, his schlong. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and talk like that yeah. is, is acceptable. Like it's, that's just how we are. It, it's, it's a more of an understanding that. This is something how Hopi has been doing a lot of things like this. It's uh -huh. it's ingrained into our culture. And and there's also other things too, especially in regards to the ceremony, how they talk about the rain and the relationship between the clouds and the earth, a lot of other different components about different things that have a sexual component because really it's not it's not about sex to be nasty no. or to be nasty. Is, is the reservation way of saying it, but it's about sex for reproduction purposes. And one could argue that the purpose of life, and I hope you're ready for this down, is procreation. Oh, yeah. That the purpose of life is to create life because without creating life, we have no future. And that's a big part of Hopi philosophy. And that's why a lot of sexual components are intertwined with ceremony or are a part of our everyday conversation because without sex we have no future oh yeah and and so that's kind of some of the things that are in place i guess from a cultural side of who we are as hopis but not to blame just that side yeah on on why it is that we are the way that, that we are but then you think about growing up right you think about growing up as a kid out here whether and it starts early too like it starts in grade school when you start talking about girls because oftentimes a lot of us have older siblings older cousins that talk to us and then at a very young age even into middle school that the big accomplishment is to have sex for the first time and then so when you're a young boy and if you haven't gotten some yet you're always made to feel less than or made to feel low about yourself because you haven't gotten any you know in grade school my my thing was to become a ninja and not talk about girls anymore so yeah i know you didn't have a lot of friends back then so <laughs> So didn't peer pressure you into uh, <laughs> getting laid. So yeah, exactly. You know, but yeah. I, I think I've heard Gua talk shit about you before. So. <laughs> you you know the the whole you, you like what you said before. The whole idea is to create life, to procreate, is to create 
something that uh, like a legacy and to create something that can further on the Hopi culture. And that is true. You know, young children learn this at a very young age is that, yes, this is what needs to be done like that, but at a certain time. And so to have this like flirtatious kind of culture is 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 just part of how Hopi preparing preparing you for these types of things like that. And not necessarily that, you know, young girls would get pregnant at, at, at you know, a certain age like that. But it's just for you to kind of understand that sex is is part of life. Sex is is something na- uh, natural, pretty much. <laughs> so so when you're on your various streaming channels <laughs> you're you're while you're doing yourself you're thinking about the clouds and you're praying for rain <laughs> this, when, you're on, when you're on when you're on the when you're on the computer uh, <laughs> 995 a month on your illegal <laughs> <laughs> but but that is true because then you know like like as young children you know especially by older hopis that were always encouraged that uh they would talk about our lives. Yeah. They would always say that you're going to grow up, you're going to be a farmer, you're going to marry a Hopi, and you're going to have lots of kids. Yeah. Like a lot of us are yeah. told that as kids, as, as young children, believing that we're actually going to get married, have children. And I remember one of the, I guess, more embarrassing things is that when I was a child that, you know, I was, you know, kind of, um, I was, I was um, insecure about being naked. Yeah, and so I would think, well, if I ever do get a wife, I hope I can do it with my shorts on. <laughs> <laughs> do it with all the lights out in the city. <laughs> what did I know back then? <laughs> I, I I I believe you. I believe that you know, because because back then we never thought about anything like that. It was our uncles and our mm-hmm. our aunties that used to tease us about these different things like that. Mm-hmm. And you know, it it kind of shows you the way that how Hopi grew grew up and how we grew up in society and throughout that whole type of type of genre, I guess you could say. You know, in the white man's world, it's not like that. You know, it's all hidden uh, for them. You know, it's all yeah. hidden in that way. Because it's inappropriate. Is it's inappropriate? Or at least in their eyes, it is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's inappropriate. But I guess you know, back to the topic of you know, because I guess we did a pretty good job of laying down that thought. But what happens when the sexuality becomes imbalanced? That's when we start sleeping with multiple women. Yeah. That's when women take multiple men. Yeah. And have kids for different people. And that's kind of, I guess, a negative aspect to that when it goes too far. Yeah. Like in anything in life, it can go too far. It's okay to go out and drink one beer. And then if you stop after that, you're okay. Yeah. But when you drink six beers, that's when you're asking for problems. Exactly. Or if you smoke one cigarette and then that's it for a month, you're okay. (laughs) But then when it's a pack a day for a full month then you're asking for problems and so you know this whole conversation around our sexuality and our i guess how we perceive sex talk about sex because then you know even in this day and age that sex is still like a real taboo it is a conversation and you know that was kind of one of the thoughts that i had is that why is sex such a taboo conversation for have for us to have with our partners because as we documented that when the women talk to each other they talk about sex yeah they when the men go into the kiva or hang out with each other they're talking about sex yeah but for some reason when it comes to a relationship a husband and his wife they don't talk about sex they don't talk about 
I guess, like uh, uh, talking about it in a healthy way. Yeah. To where it's actually helping the relationship. And on the white man's side, they're through like Bahan, Bahan studies and things yeah. like that, you know, where they research and do data and things like that. They did, there is proof that a, a healthy sexual relationship is beneficial when to talking, a relationship. To talking about because sex. Because then like you're that. talking about it. You're oh, yeah. telling your partner what it is that you like. What you don't like trying to spice things up yeah and trying to get yeah. yourself to a level to where you're both comfortable and actually getting excited about each oh, other oh yeah physically you know in high school did you take that class that is sex education class in high school were you part of that i don't think so no i well i was you know they would they they separated us from from the boys and the girls so then we would see like the the movie with the boys and the girls, like the reproduction reproduction system, you know, mm-hmm. the whole yeah. sex ed stuff and, and things like that. And, you know, being a kid back then, you, you see you see things like that. And then you're like, uh, you know, like like, you know, this is what a woman goes through, like every 30, 30 days yeah. and stuff like that. And you wonder to yourself, like, I never then you knew start that. thinking and you start thinking God, about every that day that you're yeah, I'm like, man. oh, my God, <laughs> it's like, this is, I'm so glad I'm a man right now. <laughs> And, and, you know, in that, in that kind of era, you know, we learned a lot. We learned a lot about like the women's side. We learned a lot about how to treat women in a way when they're in their, their state like that. When they're being sacred. Yeah. (laughs) When they're being sacred in the sacred hut, Mm -hmm. you know, and uh, uh, nowadays it's not like that. You know, you, you don't have that, that type of teachings anymore. You know, we don't you don't have that in schools anymore because it's so taboo to teach something like that. I think they still teach it in do they, schools. Do they still teach that yeah, in I'm schools? Sure. I don't know. I, I never. I, went, uh, I'm pretty sure. I don't know. I, I don't see why they wouldn't. Yeah, I, I believe it's part of their physical education. Really? We're going to have an episode where we're going to talk about uh, there, there's a term for it. I think it's called anecdotal. OK. And, and what that means is that. You think that because you heard it from one source that it's true. Yeah. But not knowing that, that it is true, that it's not really true because you're only taking the answers from one small sample size. So when you tell me, so an example of anecdotal is when you tell me, when you, Carl, tell me, J-Man, <laughs> that our listeners want two episodes a day. I know that you didn't go out there with a survey and survey 500 of our listeners I know that you went to the post office, you got your mail, you heard it from our your mail lady, <laughs> and then all of a sudden it's our listeners want two episodes. Well, and shout out to your mail lady. Oh yeah, way. shout out to the mail lady. You know, oh, she is moving uh, to a better place, so she's not going to be my mail lady anymore. So oh, no. yeah, so big shout out to her. Uh, big shout out to her, um, you know, about that. So wherever she lands on her feet, hope she... Uh, mm-hmm. Can still mm-hmm. deliver my mail mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm sorry for taking us on that detour but you know when you make certain types of comments you know it just really <laughs> lights a fire in me and then you know i gotta kind of str- straighten things back out but i guess you but know, it is true two episodes i'm i'm pretty sure people want two episodes a week you fought me just to extend the episodes to 50 minutes <laughs> let's not get into that that's called getting ourselves in the weeds i'll, I'll keep educating you as we I don't want to listen to continue, myself. Continue in on, on this educational journey. But, you know, going back to, I, I guess, you know, as, as young lads and, you know, trying to navigate through life. But all of those different types of influences were present in terms of 
setting us up to become womanizers. Yeah. Because then, you know, as much as we've talked about how the sexual components and discussions are within Hopi culture, but it is still considered from a cultural experience to be what they call kohopi and this is a term that we've talked about several times through our podcast that being kohopi means that you're misbehaving yeah or that you're a person out of good behavior and so when they talk about men that have multiple women or are in consecutive sexual relationships simultaneously that that is still viewed as kohopi that that is still viewed as something that that's not good and you know one of the examples of that where that comes from is because in Hopi in our culture that we do have a concept of heaven and hell oh yeah to, to yeah. a degree and so what the what we're taught is that if you're a person that lived a bad life that you're not worthy enough to go to wherever it is that the good people go to that you take this longer trail this longer trail to, to heaven, I guess. So in a way, we all kind of go to the same place. Yeah. We, but it just takes the bad people a lot longer to get there. And what they say is that the men that are man whores, that when they take this journey, that they wear a necklace made out of uh, lewas, uh-huh. uh, the woman's vagina. Yeah. And that's to show the people that are passing by that this man lived this type of life. And I say woman vagina because there are men out there that I think are a bunch of now. <laughs> so your necklace would be like a like a big old chain full of everything there. Full of tacos. <laughs> full of tacos. Full of brownies. Nachos. <laughs> Mine would be like pizzas. And- <laughs> <laughs> yours, yours would be yuhus. Yuhus and pizzas. <laughs> <laughs> and and so you know the idea of of being promiscuous the idea of being a womanizer at least from at least talking about the males that that is perceived as gopi yeah that that yeah. is perceived as something that's bad but then yet you know like a lot of the influences are there like we've talked about how our older males kind of talk about your worth as a man being measured by how many women you've slept with yeah the quality of women that you've uh, been with and then also too that a lot of that type of um where, where I guess it's kind of promoted is in the TV shows that we watch and the music that we listen to. Because then I I recently, I went on this rabbit hole on iTunes where I started listening to a lot of old music, music that I used to listen to back in my high school days, music that I used to listen to in my early college years. And I was like, God damn, no wonder why I was kind of the way that I was back then or no wonder why I had this certain mentality that I had back then and you know I was listening to a certain song that I really liked and I remember recalling back in those days when that song was still fairly brand new and when I would listen to it like I would sing these lyrics at the top of my lungs because I thought that you know it was something that was true (laughs) and it was something that I made you pause our recording before we started to record because I wanted to get the lyrics and so that lyric says Condom filling with semen, the physical presence of a female is the form of a demon. That's why I fuck them and leave them and get my nut while I'm breathing. <laughs> what the hell? Oh my and, God. You know, like, Can we say that on like, the podcast? They're, they're going to triple X rate our show now. So I guess uh, bye bye, Apple Podcast. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> young listeners, what you just heard that, that was uh, candy bags full of uh, candy there. So. <laughs> 
Terraform Development is a Navajo and Hopi-owned engineering, architectural, and project management firm located in northern Arizona. The company has full-time staff and comprises of Navajo and Hopi employees. Terraform services include civil engineering, residential design, drone mapping, and project management on projects for your need. Terraform is a Priority One Navajo Certified Business and Hopi Business License Certified. Contact Terraform Development at T-E-R-R-A the number 4orm.com and follow them on Instagram at Terraform Development. And, and so, you know, but then, you know, that type of music was out there and that type of music was out there. That type of music was molding young brains like myself. Yeah. Molding young brains like other individuals. And so we thought it was cool to be like that. We thought that it was cool that, you know what, I'm going to get these girls I'm going to love them and then leave them because yeah. I got what I wanted and now I'm out. It, it was It's weird because it, back in the day, back in 1980s, 90s, you know, you heard a lot of those those um, types of lyrics. And yeah, you are you are true when you said that that it influenced your little boy mind mm-hmm, to see, mm-hmm. see that. And yeah, it was true. A lot of these boys out there are like, you know, slapping women and slapping everybody that they could get because that's what the, you know, that that's was what, the cool, that thing, was the to cool thing to do. And without that, you know, you're not cool enough to, to do that. Because it was a way of, I'm brave yeah. enough to do this. You know, and if, and, and when you hear that and when you see that and you're not brave enough to do that, that, that makes you a weaker man to do exactly, something like that. Exactly. And, you know, I think it's kind of interesting, though, because then, you know, this is something that I don't think that we've ever really talked about. But I I know that you and I are similar in the way that we were raised because you were raised by soul and quality. And I think that you've mentioned it, too, before on the podcast that you were raised to respect women. Oh, yeah. That you were raised to uh, not do bad things. Yeah. And I was also to a degree raised by both my souls because when parents were working, my souls yeah. took care of yeah. me and my nephew. And so it was one of my souls that I always remember and I always took to heart everything that she would say to me. She would always say things like, as a boy, you should never do this to a girl, never hit a girl or never mislead a girl into thinking that you like her when you really don't things like this. And she would always say to us, it's because you're physically stronger. Yeah. That you have to have more respect for women because of this dynamic that how nature created our genders. And so I took that to a degree. I took that to heart for as far as I could in my life. But I think like anything else in terms of uh, our vices, like 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 let's say, you know, you drink water your entire life. Yeah. And then finally you drink Kool-Aid. But all your life, you're told, don't drink juice. Don't yeah. drink juice. Yeah, it's yeah. going to give you cavities. Your teeth are going to fall out. Only drink water. Then you drink the Kool-Aid and then you start thinking, oh, my teeth didn't fall out. That tasted really good. Yeah. I'm going to drink some more. That tasted really good. I'm going to drink some more. I'm going to drink some more. And then, you know, you're constantly drinking more, which is the same with alcohol. It's the same with drugs. And then to a degree, it's the same, same. with sex. Yeah. Because then I've had a lot of conversations with friends that are females and, you know, they ask me all the time, they'll you know, say it straight out. How come men are dogs? Oh, yeah. How come men are dogs? And for me, the short answer is always it's because we're, we're mussy because we're horny <laughs> all the time. And, you know, so, that's all we think about. G-Unit said that. Because G-Unit said that. G-Unit said that I have to be. <laughs> Otherwise, I wouldn't be a thug. <laughs> 
and, and see the cab, it's backwards. And but you know, getting more in depth with these conversations when I talk to my female friends about our thought process behind all of this, they have a real hard time in believing that we don't have full control of ourselves. Yeah. When we're out there whoring around, when we're out there being man horse, because they think it's just like a light switch. You can turn it off and on. Yeah. How come you're how come you guys are dogs? How come you can't just not be like that? And it's like because it's like in our minds, we think that whoring around gives us some value in our minds. We get we, we feel good about ourselves because we think that, oh, these women want my attention you, or they want me in their bed. You know, that is one thing that you can blame on uh, media is that the music has influenced us as young minds, especially us young Hopi boys. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the music, the movies have influenced us in that way. And that's what you can kind of blame on that. But you can't blame it all the way because of the way that we do live mm-hmm. and the, the way that our culture is brought up and that the way that our uncles have been teaching us these different things mm-hmm. or have we seen it in our, our fathers our male role yeah, models. Yeah, male role models and how they treat women and how they treated their, you know, their wives or their their better halves of their, you know, and that's, that's some things that you just cannot change. Is there, you know, and that, that, that still comes up with the question is that how do we remedy this whole thing like that? How, how do we remedy this? And, and, you know, uh, real quick too, before we continue, sorry for the people out there that wanted to, for us to talk about men's health. I think that this episode <laughs> is purely going to be dedicated for uh, male promiscuity, but um, you know, and, and one of the things that, you know, you're, you're talking about, you're talking about social yeah. media. Yeah. And that was something that I definitely wanted to bring up uh, before we talk uh, quickly about the, um, about how we remedied the situation yeah. is that, uh, very recently, the Rez famous wife told me that I guess there's a trend going on on here on Hopi where a lot of the younger girls are starting to blast all of the males that are sliding into their DMs. Really? And so, you know, they're screenshotting their DMs. Yeah, and yeah. so, you know, it shows the profile name of who's in there. Yeah. And they would share the picture. And, you know, and so she 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 told me that. And, you know, I think she told me that for, for, for a specific reason. I think that when she told me that, I was like, oh, really? But I think she was trying to look at my face to think if it was... Uh, it oh, was shit. you. <laughs> <laughs> but I promise to you all out there, I, I am best behaving as, as best as, as best as I can. My... What my my uh my thing is to slide into girls DMs for like recipes, <laughs> <laughs> and and so you know she was telling me that this was going on that that girls were starting to share their DMs of of who's in it, because then I didn't realize I didn't realize this but I didn't realize that a lot of guys slide into girls DMs really because I. I guess I just kind of think of social media as my own practice. Yeah. Like yeah. I would never send a girl an unsolicited wussy pic. <laughs> I would never slide into a girl's DMs knowing that I'm a married man and then say, hey, beautiful. You know what I mean? Like I would never do that. Yeah. yeah. And so not knowing that guys are actually doing this. Hopi guys, native yeah. men, not just Hopi guys, but native men. And so- I learned more that this was something that was going on. And so I think that that's kind of where social media does change this practice of us being gross, because then now there's proof of it that you're doing that. That if you're going to slide into a girl's DMs, that they can screenshot it and save it 
That way, if they want to blast you later, that they're able to do that. And oh, so yeah. I remember one of the things that the Res famous wife would always tell me, she would say that, um, you know, just because you're telling a girl hi, that they're going to interpret it however it is that they want to interpret it. Exactly. And they're going to tell their friends that J-Man's in my DMs. He's trying to holler at me because he said hi. And so, you know, she would tell me things like that. And then, you know, I, I think she was telling me that for a reason, obviously. She's <laughs> but then, you know, it really made me think because, you know, this was a part of the conversation that I kind of wanted to have at the beginning, but then we got to talking to something else. It's that even though that people are promiscuous, whether that be males or females, that we do have these conversations about our conquests, yeah. that people do lie. People out there do lie about who they've been with. They do lie about who is interested in them. And I think that a lot of people do lie because they're trying to make themselves seem better or look better in terms of who is in their DMs, whether that's literally or metaphorically, those that are trying to holler at them. And so, you know, this is kind of like a real big thing to navigate in terms of how an individual's practices are for getting attention from the opposite opposite sex or from the sexual orientation that you're trying to get attention from. Because I think that especially now in these this day and age where people do have the power to record and keep track of what it is that you're saying to others, that you have to really watch yourself out there now. And that's a part of an education for the younger generation, for your kids, for your nieces, for your nephews got sons, got daughters, that if you're going to be involved with social media and if you're going to use it to try to get attention from the desired sexual orientations that you want, that these are some of the pitfalls. Oh, yeah. That people could expose you if you're being bad because there was this, there was this incident that happened, I want to say, within the last year that a young girl exposed this older guy that was sliding into her DMs, calling her beautiful, trying to get her attention. And so she screenshotted his messages uh-huh. and shared it on Facebook. And then several other younger girls got in the messages and said that this exact same guy is doing this to me, screenshotted their messages from him, and they all posted it. Really? Dang, really? I I didn't know that. I didn't know I didn't know that, you know, that does happen on the reservation. You know, and that was out here, out here on Hopi. You know, um, you know, it, it it's just it just kind of boggles your mind that that a lot of these these things that do happen like that. It's not I'm not I'm not blaming the person or anything like that. It's just, it's just how maybe, maybe they took it in the wrong direction in that way, or maybe they were just trying to uh, get revenge on somebody. You know, it's, it's all these little di- different factors like that. And I, I, I think it happens for different reasons. You oh know, yeah. I, I think people get blasted for revenge. I think people get blasted just because the other person that's blasting them is a hater. Oh, yeah. Or, you know, maybe they do deserve to get blasted and they're getting blasted because they did something stupid and deserve to get blasted. But, you know, you did ask that question, you know, how do we remedy this? Yeah. So how do we how, remedy how this do we here? educate our young boys to be better than some of us that weren't so great when we were younger, trying to hold the mantle, trying to live this life of a G unit soldier and <laughs> trying to fulfill those types of glories and 
celebrations and things like that. And, you know, I, I really, I, I guess to me, I think that a lot of it starts with the homes from, it, from these homes. It does. These, yeah. These uh, kids are being raised. And I think a lot of it has to do with people like us, males being good role models to these kids and showing them that being monogamous, being faithful to your partner is a respectable thing to do because there are guys out there that I believe truly are monogamous and that they truly do only give their attention to one woman, to their woman. Yeah. And those guys, I respect the hell out of because there's so much temptation out there, especially with social media and especially with the internet giving us accessibilities to certain types of things yeah. that we yeah. shouldn't really be on, but you know, we're on them because you know, we have these sexual urges. You know, to all sum it up in everything like that, you know, we just have to learn how to become a better man. You know, let's look at, uh, watch, you know, watch these, these men out here that these old school men out here, I, I, I should say that they do have multiple wives, that they do have a lot of, uh, children from different villages. And when you look at them, you say that I don't want to be like that. I don't that. want to be like that. Yeah. And then you take that example and say that, how can I make that better for myself? And then that's how you can become that person as a, as a good person, not necessarily as a, as a great person. It's like I said before, you know, it's not about trying to be a perfect person. It's trying to be a better person than you were before. The best person that you can be. Yeah. And that's how, that's how life is. And like womanizing all of these different things like that, it's never going to stop. It sounds fun. It sounds fun. Life <laughs> sounds, in the fast You know, lane. it sounds, it looks fun on TV and sounds fun on, you know, music, but in reality. Reality, STD. Yeah, reality, you have all of the acronyms. pregnancy. Have all the acronyms that are associated with that. But, you know. Getting before, canceled you know, by cancel culture. <laughs> you know, before we go on, before we head on I was going to say that the easiest solution is that you just cut all of our. <laughs> Son, <laughs> be eunuchs, <laughs> a eunuch society. God damn. <laughs> so, uh, you know, thank you for listening this far into the podcast. This is season season six, episode one. I thank you guys again for tuning in, for bringing us joy. And we like to do the same thing for you, uh, give you a little bit of education and whatnot. And so we're excited here to bring this for you uh, for season six. So listen, every Wednesday uh, and we will make sure that we'll pleasure your ear holes pretty much. Ple pleasuring your ear holes would also be another solution. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Rather than pleasuring other areas. <laughs> but we'd like to thank you all for uh, giving us a listen. Uh, if you're not subscribed to any of our social media accounts, we can be found on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Carl and J-Man. If you're listening to this on YouTube, because you will be, because I will make Carl put this episode <laughs> on YouTube, don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe, hit that notification bell to give you notifications when new videos come up. And if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, don't forget to give us a five-star review. That really does help us out. And big shout out, big thank you to all of our sponsors. Big shout out to Anchor.fm, who is actually giving us money this season again, oh, yeah. just like last season. And so big thank you to those guys. And then if you would like to sponsor us, give us an email. Shoot us an email at carlandjman85 at dot gmail. <laughs> 
cjpodcast85 at gmail.com. Thank you. <laughs> I think that's it for me. All right. Well, thank you again for listening to Carl and J-Man's Save the World podcast. My name is Carl, and this is my best friend, J-Man. So long. Quack, quack.